0: Hi there, this is Daniel Eccles, and you're listening to the Learned Opportunity Podcast. We're here to help you get unstuck and start creating your future. I had a client for my career consulting business that felt stuck. He was feeling like he didn't have much opportunity to start creating his future. What he said to me was that he fell into the job that he was in and I challenged that thought I said you didn't fall into where you are you did repeatable actions that you can apply to a new goal that will help you create your future and create opportunities you did not just end up where you are you did things that helped you to get where you are right now and so that is what this podcast is about Join us as we listen to subject matter experts share how they have created opportunities in their own personal and professional lives, how they've gotten unstuck and started creating their own future. These podcast episodes focus on giving you resources and tools so that you can apply best practices, repeatable actions to your own life goals so that you can start learning how to create opportunity in your personal and professional life. So join us. We're ready. Let's get started and start applying opportunity, creating best practices to our lives. Thanks for listening to the Learned Opportunity Podcast. My friend Brandon Faust is joining us today on the Learned Opportunity Podcast. And what he does is he unleashes leaders to make their greatest impact at Wayfinders, which is a nonprofit, and Switchback with a for-profit business as well. And those two places come together in order to help people discover what it is that they can do to make a great impact in the lives of others and in their communities. So what skills do you have? What values are most important to you? What are some of the things that you need in a teammate or in your supervisor, even down to things like a location or something that we call an X factor, the things that are most important when it comes to looking at opportunities. So Brandon was a natural person to have on this podcast. I think you're really going to enjoy listening to him. He sees a couple of ways that you can make sure to have the greatest impact is to start now. Don't wait until you're 60 to start living the life that you could be living now where you're thriving and making the greatest impact possible. And I'll talk a little bit about not waiting until you're 60 and how you can start taking those steps today to unleash yourself and make your greatest impact. And one of my favorite things that we also talk about is three questions. It's just a simple three questions that you need to ask in order to be a mentor. It doesn't matter if you're younger or don't have a position of leadership. There are only three questions that you need to ask someone to be a mentor to them. So stick around here, too. This is just a really fun conversation we have partnered with Brandon and Wayfinders, so you can find out your skills, value, salary requirements, what you need at a team supervisor through a process called Life Mapping You. And we're partnered with them in order to give this assessment and to walk you through this sort of a, a process. So if you're interested in that, you can go on to and your Career Coaching. And uh, you can sign up for life mapping you course there, but first let's listen to Brandon and what he has to say, about unleashing leaders to make the greatest impact possible. Well, Hey, Brandon, thanks for coming on the learned opportunity podcast. Excited to have you here. I'm so pumped to be
1: here, Daniel. I am a listener of the podcast. So if this is your first time listening, make sure you go and listen to all the other episodes, because I'm sure they're going to be a lot better than this one, but I love what you're doing on the podcast and all the unique guests that you're having on. So it's great to be here.
0: Well, the nice thing about having a podcast is I just get to talk to people that I like talking to. So that's why I'm having you on, Brandon. I just get excited every time I I get to talk to you. So this should be a good time for me. I'm not sure about listeners. I'm sure you'll enjoy Brandon, but this is just for myself. So I'll probably get some, some good nuggets from Brandon as far as how I could get unstuck or start creating my future or things like that. So Brandon, and I already gave a little bit of an introduction previously to who you are, like some of the things that you're doing over at Wayfinders, Switchback, but what's really important for listeners to know about you?
1: Well, the most important things for me would be, I have a wonderful wife and I have three great kids. And I, I would say other things, you know, maybe more on that professional realm is, you know, I spent about 15 years working in local church ministry, and then moved into something I never thought I would do out of a place of health and out of a place of desire and love the local church, love Jesus more than ever, but felt this, man, just the stone in my shoe around this idea of what does it mean to help unleash leaders to make the greatest impact in their future, right? So to really equip everyday leaders and help them move into the future by making the greatest impact. So whether that's something purpose-wise, whether that's something with their career, that's something that really matters to me is seeing people feel like they have permission to go do the thing that they'd love to do, you know? And that can be macro or micro. So those are things that matter to me. Those are things that matter to me as it relates to people's careers, to the impact they're making in their community, to things and how we function as the church is is really, really important to me. So I would say those things, you know, helping equip and release leaders is a big deal to me and using frameworks to help them get unstuck. Those are those are some of the biggest things. And then I really like English Premier League soccer and we've connected on that, <laughs> but that's probably another podcast for another day.
0: Yes, yes, you're converting me to a Leeds United fan as well as all of the American players on Leeds. Exactly. Uh, join our next podcast as we uh, start our <laughs> own EPL commentary. Exactly. Uh, podcast. <laughs> so, Good. so that was your own experience experience where you you weren't necessarily looking to go somewhere actually you were in a pretty good place you didn't probably feel all that stuck where you were previously before starting wayfinders and switchback and all the stuff that you're currently doing but you weren't necessarily making the the greatest impact possible for yourself kind of take listeners through how that developed from from where you were to where you are now
1: I think, I think it first started when I was, you know, I'm I'm sure you hear this from time to time. It started for me, actually, this idea of equipping and releasing leaders when I was a high school student and I had a youth pastor who really invested a lot into me and not just formation in terms of character, but also in formation in terms of experience and opportunities, right. And showing me the function of doing certain things and man, I didn't know it then, (laughs) but Man, after hearing so many other people's stories and experiences, that that was so rare and unique to mm-hmm. have someone consistent like that in my life. And so I think from that time, it, there was something like, this is just how it should be, right? Like, we, I had someone do this for me. This is this is everyone's experience. And then I found mm. out that wasn't the case. And so for me, I think that relate. Really, and his, his name is Greg Grotebeck. Love that guy. We're still in contact to this day. And he's been such a huge advocate and supporter for me for, you know, now 20 plus years. Right. And so I think for me, the way that he modeled leadership just felt right. And where it, it, he believed in other people, he gave them opportunities, he stayed with them. And I thought, man, that's, that's awesome. And so that really set me on this trajectory to say, Hey, I want to go do that for other people too. And I felt like the only way I knew how to do that as I saw him do it a certain way was, all right, I'm going to go into local church ministry. And so went on that pathway, served at my home church, which had a great experience there and then moved to the Indianapolis area, served at a large church there for several years, was on like the preaching team at age 25, which was exciting. I thought that's what I was supposed to want, right? They're supposed to, even in church ministry, there's even like this preferred career path. And it was like, I'm going to, you know, I was literally told by third party consultants, you're good mega church lead pastor stock for the future, right? that platform. And, and so, but over time, you know, and I like preaching, I like teaching, communicating, whatever, but this leadership thing really, really, really grabbed me. And I just thought, man, you know, the, whether you have the title of leadership or not, you know, standing in the gap for others, advocating for others, equipping, sending, releasing, giving permission for others to go do things was really, really interesting to me. And so I ended up getting a degree in organizational leadership while I was serving as a pastor and had some very formative experiences to try some things at that church. We had some leadership initiatives that I got to lead and be a part of. And we just we just started seeing how people would operate with certain constructs and frameworks that just gave them permission to do some courageous things. And that was just so intoxicating to me. You know, that was just like so life-giving in the most beautiful way of watching people move into a space of things that they knew that they probably wanted to do someday and then wrestle with that with other people in community. And then over a period of time, pray about it and take some steps towards that and launch something new, launch a new ministry, launch a new business, launch Mm -hmm. a new nonprofit, launch something in their neighborhood. And I'm like, this is awesome. This is what I feel like I am wired to do. But as I was still working in the local church, there's other things and great things that were happening. Great places I got to be a part of the team, then left that church after about seven years and pastor of Outpost and executive pastor at a church in town called Mercy Road Church and and love that experience. I mean, pioneering, doing new things, planting new macro and micro expressions of the local church. And I was like, man, this is all I want to be doing. And so long story short, in the midst of all that, i had had... About in, in 2017, a mentor trained me in a certain framework and kind of give me permission to carry on his legacy and work. Wasn't sure what that looked like. And then eventually, you know, God made it clear over over time that this was a need in not just local churches, but in, you know, as for people as they were trying to discover career trajectory, as people were trying to discover their purpose and that there needed to be a space to do that. And that ultimately led to us starting some of the works that that we're doing now. But really that journey of finding for myself that, man, this leadership thing is just something I want to help leaders move into the future. I want to, to help them move and make the greatest impact they could, whether they're a stay-at-home parent, whether they're a, a church pastor, whether they're a school teacher, whether they're a, you know, a... Athletic- director or work in the tech industry man. that's I want to create frameworks and environments to help people move and make the best impact to to steward their life the best they can you know we get to do this thing once so how do we steward what we have well
0: yeah and what you were saying was that your experience of having a mentor that kind of paid it forward to you they had gotten a lot of opportunities themselves and they just openly and freely shared those opportunities with you that's not everyone's experience so it's almost a responsibility for those who much have been given is is to you know share it and steward those resources really well in order to create more opportunities for more people. How did you transition from just being the recipient to realizing like no that this wasn't everyone's experience so I need to do this too
1: Well I there was a I think there was always a little bit of part of that for me that I just I liked stepping in the gaps. If I saw a gap in leadership, I just wanted to move towards it. Probably sometimes that was unhealthy because it just made me uncomfortable that no one was doing, you know, stepping up. But the times where it was really clear to me is I would see some things happening where I I had a conversation with a a leader who I really respect to this day. And he was in his 60s and he was finally doing what he said he really wanted to do with his life. And I said, oh, that's that's amazing. I said, what advice would you give to me? And he goes, don't wait until you're 60 or in your sixties. And his thing was he wanted to pour into other leaders, younger leaders, really invest into them. And he goes, find a way to do it. Now, you know, the generations are changing where there wasn't this hierarchical. You have to be, you know, 20 years, someone senior to mentor and pour into them. But I think in what else codified that is there was a a leadership cohort I was leading, which was very humbling. I mean, I was probably the youngest person, uh, one of the youngest people in the room. There's like 30, some, great leaders, marketplace leaders, church leaders, and kind of running this thing as a team. And a 72-year-old at the time got paired, and I was going to be his coach, his mentor for this program. Mm. And I said, I just flat out came to him, and I'm like, this is a joke. Like, the fact that I'm the one coaching and mentoring you, and you've you know worked with all these Fortune 500 companies, you've done all these things, great man of God. And he goes, well, Brandon, there are things that you have that I need. And I bet you'll learn some things from me on the way too. So he goes, I embrace you as the one that's going to lead and guide me on these things. And it it really shifted me to say, you know what, to be a mentor to somebody, I don't have to have every aspect of my life, clean, perfect, all the experiences in the world, but what I do have the, the one or two things that I do know, how can I give that to somebody else? how can I teach that to somebody else? How can it, because if this guy coming to me who literally I have no business quote unquote mentoring him Mm -hmm. because he has so much more life experience and this and that, he's like, well, on you do have some experiences and knowledge and wisdom on this, this, and this that he goes that I have not experienced. So I need that from you. And it was just a beautiful reminder that you don't have to have everything perfect to, to be able to speak into someone's life, to be able to encourage them. And I think a lot of times, you know, when this idea, this daunting idea of like, I'm going to be quote unquote, someone's mentor just feels like so much responsibility, so much weight. I'm not perfect, but it's a reminder of whatever you have in hand, how can I give it to somebody else? Mm -hmm. Somehow you got it, right? Maybe you worked really hard, but man, maybe God gave you some gifts and abilities. Maybe there was someone else who would generously gave something to you in wisdom or tangibly or an opportunity and so now how do we pay it forward and give that to, to those around us? And, you know, a lot of times people are starving for what maybe you have to give. So I don't care yeah. if you're 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, up. you have something in your experiences, you have something in your skills, gifts, and abilities that probably somebody else around you needs.
0: Yeah. I think what stands out for me in that is if you wait until you're in your 60s to start using some of those, strengths and and gifts and abilities that you've been given or have earned it won't happen but it will happen in your 60s if you're you're doing the things that you want to do in your 60s today <laughs> then you'll become that 60 year old that you want to be so i guess if you're not supposed to wait until you're in your 60s to do this sort of work where do you start how do you not get to your 60s and say oh shoot i wish i wouldn't have waited
1: yeah, I think it's find a sandbox and then just go for it, you know? And so that might be, hey, I've got some experiences. I've been here for five years at my company or organization. And so there are some things that newer employees just don't know, <laughs> you know that they just don't know. So, hey, let me show you this. Let me show you that. Or there might be a topic that you're really passionate about. Maybe you like soccer. Maybe you like investing into to kids or youth, or maybe you like man, maybe it's something in your industry, right? It it doesn't matter. I think you just find a sandbox and say, hey, here's here's some things that I can help people with. You don't have to package it. You don't have to you know, monetize it or anything like that. But just being available, seeing the people around you. I think this is such a big thing. How do we see the people around us? Maybe see some of the pain and show some empathy and say, hey, I can speak into this. People don't love unsolicited advice just Fair warning, but at the same time where you build a relationship and say, Hey, I I'll stay with them. And it it maybe sometimes it's formal. Maybe it's sometimes, hey, a group of us twice a month go and get lunch on Tuesdays or get coffee, and you just talk about life and you ask three questions, just three questions. These are questions that we with our company switchback that we we have team team leaders ask their team members, how are you? These are great mentoring questions. How are you? They can talk about work. They can talk about family. Uh-huh. They can talk about life. They can talk about things. H- how are you? What's bothering you? Mm. Or what's what's some a challenge you're facing? And then how can I help? Maybe sometimes that's as simple as, hey, I can help. You can help by just asking me next week how I'm doing. Or on this specific issue, Oh, well, I know somebody who has a lot of experience in that, or I've been through that situation myself, or here's some tools that I use when I face that problem. So I just think those three questions of how are you, what's bothering you, and how can I help can really be a, a like a, a loose structure to yeah. a mentoring framework, whether offic- in an official or unofficial capacity in some way.
0: Anyone can do that. You can. Anyone can does, do that. Regardless of age, and you might not be able to help, but you might know somebody that can and that's still mentoring.
1: <laughs> well, and I think that's what's great about it is you don't have to have the a, a title. It's it's not like mentoring by title. It's just by empathy and relationship yeah. mm-hmm. and caring and giving a rip. And last I checked, we need more people who just see people want to build relationships and, and show love and care and kindness and goodness to people. And most people are very warm to that, yeah. you know, like, I mean, when we started this podcast, you asked me, how are you doing? What what have you been up to lately?" And it was like, okay, we were able to chat genuinely because you were asking a very genuine question.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I, and like, we all want to have someone that's asking us those kind of genuine questions so that we can solve things that are bothering us and all that. But in order for that to happen, I mean, you need to return the favor. You need to do that first and then other yeah. people will return the favor a well, lot of times. And I would even
1: say too, like there have been times where I've asked people to mentor me and they're like, "I don't know how." But if you could just say, "Could you ask me these 3 questions?" Mm. and then that get, creates a platform for us to have a conversation, boom, go, right? And I think, you know, on this topic of of mentoring, go back and listen to the episode in last season with Kristen Campbell about yeah. what edge mentoring is doing, everything with mentoring relationships there as a, as a starting point as well. But I think these are things that you can take these questions and say, Hey, I want you to mentor me. Someone says, I don't know how to do that. Well, here's three questions that you can ask me and that can really help mm. us start and
0: move that way. Yeah. And like I said, anyone can do that. It takes the intimidation, Away from that mentoring title, because there are a lot of people that honestly have really good things that they could say or pour into the lives of other people. But as soon as you slap on that mentor title or uh, any sort of leadership title, they're like, Oh, that's not me. I'm not there yet. Um, But yeah, yeah, so I really like that. I think that that's a really good framework and system. And I mean, that. Listener, that's just what Brandon does. Uh, that's what you're doing. You know, Wayfinders and the Switchback is putting these things into systems. And so, tell us a little bit more. That's how you got there to Wayfinders and Switchback. But what is Wayfinders and Switchback? What are you What are you doing? What is it that you do?
1: Yeah. Um, so explain this to me. We started a nonprofit and accidentally started a company in the process. So uh, don't you hate um, it when that
0: happens? You accidentally start a company. <laughs>
1: So yeah, it's in the entrepreneur's playbook that everybody secretly gets. No. So yeah, I'd I'd shared this framework that a a mentor of mine had given to me kind of his life's work. And so I was using that basically to do just what I knew, right? Is, all right, I want to steward this well. Here's someone who's been generous to me, who's helped me personally, professionally. And he's saying, I believe in you and I trust in you. I see something in you. You know, I love those, you know, four letters, our, our friends from exponential and John and Dave Ferguson in Chicago area, the four most important letters in the alphabet, they say, I see in you, I see in you, I see this in you as a, as a leader in, in this, this man, John Vice did that for me. He said, I see something in you mm-hmm. and uh, I trust you. And I want to get, I want, I want to put fuel in your tank. So he trained me in this framework that he had used and that he had built and, and said, I trust you with it and paid him a training fee, all that kind of stuff. And he said, go do go do something good with it. Go do something good with it. So I, I just did what I knew in my immediate circle were a bunch of pastors who were in vocational transition. And so I said, I wanna serve them. I wanna help them, whether it's going back into vocational ministry, create a framework where they have permission to think a longer thought and to get some confidence around who they are, some some awareness around themselves and what they ultimately desire, desire. And so many of them would stay in vocational ministry. Some of them would leave. They would need to take a break from vocational ministry and go into the marketplace. And now they had a language to speak. All these experiences that, that they had it kind of shifted their paradigm to say hey i've got some skills outside of just quote unquote local church ministry that i could use in the marketplace to help others and help society as well so saw that and then you know word of mouth kind of spread and demand started to go up and there was this idea in my head of okay this is a great framework that helps people discover who they are and to to move into the future and make a great impact and but but there was more to it for me there was really this significant, you know, you get wood chips, you know, we play on the playground a lot with our kids, we get wood chips in our shoes and our kids do and it was like, not just a little stone, it was like wood chips in the shoe, like I need to do something about this, this has my attention. And so I had this great desire, always in, in church ministry to mobilize and launch leaders into new things. And there was a found a foundation that had a, a, a approached me and said, we believe in the work that you're doing. We, we know you're helping a lot of people. What would you think about going and doing something like this full time and building an organization out and we'll, and we'll help you kind of figure some of that out. And so it was like, okay, I thought maybe I would do that later in life. Right. And we had just had our second kid. Our second kid was like a month old and my wife was moving to part-time work and I was happy. I was loving my job at the church and felt really on mission. And it was just like, I, Lord, you have my attention. You know, I never in a million years would have thought this kind of drawbridge would be available Mm. to me. And when someone says, Hey, here's a tool and framework, I trust you. I've seen your leadership in this, this, and this we've collaborated on some stuff, man. It's just a reminder that like, just be yourself, be humble. Like you never know who's looking and watching, you know, and, and then you have a foundation who says, we heard about the work that you're doing and, and we believe in you go build this thing out. And so we kind of tested and said, "Hey, if we're going to use some of these frameworks to help individual people and adults as well as teenagers, let's anything we do there have that be in our a nonprofit that we might form." And so we kind of had like a sponsor nonprofit through this foundation to start, and then anything that we were doing with teams or team development, because I had that bent towards me, had led teams, staff teams, had that organizational leadership degree, and all these tools that I wanted to put into use. It was like, we could use this tool to help leaders discover what their people want and how they want to be developed and help them really see and and really be this, you know, this mechanism instead of being, if you've ever been the employee that feels like you're raising your hand in the air and they're like, can I be developed too? Like, I'm not asking for a promotion. I'm not, a, but like, can I just be invested in, <laughs> can I just have some more of your time? Could I just have some maybe some opportunities, that can be an awkward thing to ask for, right? And so what we're doing is we're finding missionally-minded leaders in companies through our, our, our company now, it's called Switchback. kind of want this idea of switch back to simple. Switch back to the simple idea of seeing the people around you, seeing your team members, what they desire, engage them through this process, and then help create meaningful personal development plans to elevate and raise the waterline of your culture. And so we found that com- small companies Small businesses, nonprofit teams, church teams really wanted help in this area. And so we just pushed the gas on that thing. It was just me by myself to start 2019. And then, wow, more and more opportunities started to come. And people said, this is really helping our people. This is helping us understand our people. It's helping us not just engage them, but truly unleash their potential We were seeing all these, we never knew of some of these skills that they had to offer our organization because we just put them in this role. And so now they start seeing all of that and seeing Mm. what's being left on the table and helping people move towards what they want. And a lot of times it's not this grandiose title or, you know, you got to pay me X amount of dollars. A lot of times it's like, can I have an opportunity? Can I sit in on that call? Can I sit in on that meeting? Mm. Could I try and lead a cross-functional team? And so what happens is while you know, job satisfaction goes up because they're doing things that they like and that they're good at. And it raises the waterline of the culture because people are like, man, my I have my job to do, but I have some opportunities where people believe in me and they were creating opportunities for I see conversations to happen. And so we, we kind of, you know, let that be that. And we've kind of started to grow our team on that over the last few years and wonderful clients from commercial roofing, to nonprofits, to church staff teams, to marketing organizations, to landscape team, you know, all this kind of stuff. And then Wayfinders is really, really the mission of that is to help everyday leaders move into the future and make the greatest impact. And we do that through three different ways. We have what we call discover, we have launch and we have partner. So discover is all kinds of self-discovery tools. This life mapping, new framework, a personal impact statement you know, we, we actually train in some of these means and methods too. And so from, from places, you know, great nonprofits in the city that we've trained, and they're now using this as their primary career and college discovery, you know, mm-hmm. program to serve kids in the city. And so we get to train their staff teams, which is just a wonderful, beautiful experience. And we get to help hundreds of people every year go through, you know, whether they have a career pain point, uh, a, you know, a uh, purpose pain point or some sort of personal development pain point we get to walk them through our frameworks as well and we have a team of what we used to call them coaches but now they're wayfinders guides that get to help be a part of that too and expand the work and then we we have when it comes to launching new things what we found is a lot of these people in 2020 and 2021 that went through our frameworks wanted to start something new so about 20% of these individuals shared with us that they wanted to start a new grassroots ministry, a nonprofit or a small business. And so we would we're like, well we didn't tell you we'd help you with that with that, but we it's such a relational process and yeah. so we would just try and give our time and say hey, well we formed a business, we formed nonprofits, we've helped people do some of these things, so if we can help connect dots, if we can make an introduction, if we can give you some feedback, so we accidentally in, in 2020 helped start 10 new works and we are like, okay, maybe we need a process for this so we can reproduce this. Is this really a need? And so we've had some, we had a, an advisory committee of a professor of social entrepreneurship and innovation from Butler, a really well-known, respected nonprofit CEO, a couple of C- local CEOs, someone from Salesforce so we, and some church leaders create this advisory committee and help us design Uh, process that we call the impact studio. And really, it's a it's a studio kind of, you know, a lot of these tech companies have these sprint weeks and things like that and these venture studios and we said what if there was like a studio for good. Like what if people could come in with a grassroots idea and whether it's going to be a nonprofit or a business or just something that they do in their community. We can lead them through our life mapping you process, we can lead them through our friend who wrote Stephanie Fernhaber and Brenda Frigi wrote this book called design for good and it's using Mm -hmm. design thinking principles to use them for good in your community. So if we lead them through that, that book as well, and then surround them with like-minded missional leaders who who have something that, that they could benefit from, with fundraising, with relationships, with donor management, with volunteer management, with, you know, mission, vision, strategy, you know, all these things. Let's bring these services around. And so we've had, you know, leaders in our community. I mean, I'm talking hundreds of hours this year have been volunteered into that program from leaders who are saying, I want to roll up my sleeves and make a difference. Entrepreneurs, we would bump into they're like i can write a check to good causes but how can i use my skills Mm. and so it's been really cool for them to step in the gap to pay it forward right and and invest in these new works and these new ideas and you know refugee tutoring initiatives to this you know a ministry that's it's serving people who are experiencing homelessness to all these other ideas and ventures that are coming coming together and it's been really catalytic And so really, once again, we go back to our mission statement, is the impact studio helping everyday leaders move into the future and make the greatest impact? And we're like, yes, but not only the person starting something new, we're helping these leaders in the marketplace who want a seat at the table to make a difference. They get to be a part of that too. And they get to make, you know, a great impact by serving others. And so it's been this really cool thing. We have a podcast called the Four Everyday Leaders Podcast. It's designed to resource and equip everyday leaders for impact, as well as we've got some you know one-day events coming up as well, where we just bring everyday missionally-minded leaders together and have topics that are relevant that help connect that community, but also help resource people to, once again, help everyday leaders move into the future and make the greatest impact.
0: Yeah. listener, I really encourage you to check those things out. The the podcast for everyday leaders, and then also just some of those events and other sort of resources. So what I have found is that opportunity, there are two parts to that. The opportunity is when your options meet your values then it's an opportunity. So we might have a a problem figuring out what an opportunity is from one of those two variables. So either like, okay, I know my options. I know my resources. I know the things that are at my disposal, but I don't know what I value. So Mm -hmm. you might take an option that doesn't really lead to an opportunity because it doesn't match your values or someone might know. I don't know. I know what I value. I know what I, I really care about and I have these big dreams. I just don't know how to get there. I don't know what options are in front of me. Well, then they're not going to get the opportunity that they're yeah. looking for. Yeah. So you're kind of doing, those two steps and helping people figure out what they value and also helping them figure out the skill set and the tool set that they need in order to to match their values and get to mm. that opportunity. So like what are some of the, the pieces that you would say are are ways that people can figure out their options? And then yeah. the second part, what are ways that people can figure out their values?
1: Yeah. That's a it's a great question. One, I think for me personally I felt stuck in the paradigm that I only I'd worked at a local church since I was 18 years old. Mm. Like, while I was, you know, in school and graduate, like all that stuff. But like, that's the only world I really knew. Yeah. And so for me, I was like, gosh, I don't know. I don't think that I can actually do anything else. And thankfully, I loved local church ministry. I loved doing that. It was very rewarding and life giving and met. You know, match those value sets, right? Those value sets of serving others, helping others, the mission of Jesus, like all that stuff really lined up. But there was this part where I was like, man, I don't think I could do anything else. Yeah. And and so going through the framework myself, you know, that that base level version of this framework, and you know, we've adapted and changed and you know modernized a lot of things since then and created a bunch of other tools too. But it was like it was so permission giving and life-giving to say based on my experiences, not some prescriptive assessment. Now, assessments can be wonderful, helpful tools, sight lines, like love that they're a great starting point. Absolutely. They get the conversation mm-hmm. going but I'm like, you know, I'd done a lot of those and all those kinds of things. And, you know, when I was in in high school, I took one of those and it told me I should be a bartender. And so my (laughs) parents, after, you know, sending me to private school, they were thrilled that my career path as a bartender. Now, bartenders can make some some good cash depending on what bar you're at, but my parents, nonetheless, their 17-year-old taking this online assessment at a Christian school, were not thrilled about that. (laughs) But so, but at the same time, with all of that, it allowed, going through that framework allowed me to see that I have skills and abilities. I just need a different language for it, right? I yeah. need, I just need to know how to say that differently than in the singular paradigm I knew. So I think you know, going back to our experiences, going back to things when we were maybe a kid or a teenager or a college, like when, when life was, you know, exciting for us, right? And seeing and, and doing an inventory of some of those skills that you've got based on experiences you've had, uh, were really, really valuable. And so I think for a lot of times there are people who they know somebody who, when they were 14 was like, I'm going to be a lawyer. And then they went and did it. And they're a lawyer and they love it. And they're like, what's wrong with me? Because I I'm 27 and still don't know what I want to do. Right. And so I think there is, you know, there's some beauty in saying, okay, what are some of these maybe transferable skills? hmm and abilities that you have that can move from one domain to another or one industry to another. And then, yeah, getting that value set, right. Um, So you, you know, you might find your place yourself in a place where you, you're using the skills, but the value set doesn't match, and so you're like, "I need to get out of here. I need to not be here." And then re- getting clear then on what do you value? It's easy for us to say what we don't want, what we don't like, what we're against, but what are you truly for? I mean, a Jeff Henderson's kind of whole work and book on you know for is you know putting positive language to, to something. Here's what I actually want. Here's what I actually desire. Here's what I actually value, and I just want to. Tell Like, you're not crazy if you're 34 and don't know what you want to do. Yeah. Because honestly, a lot of times we've just idolized that person who was at 14. So they knew what they wanted to do. But I'm just a person who, I don't know. Some people, I think it, there's this myth, you know, you've probably seen these Venn diagrams where it's like vocation And it's like, you know, your skills and your passion all coming together in this perfect Venn diagram. And now you've activated your purpose, right? Now that's true for some people, but it's not the blueprint for everybody, right? Mm -hmm. That's not descriptive of everyone's experience. You may, you may be like, you know, on a scale of zero to 10 with your job, you may have an affection towards it, like at a six out of 10, but it doesn't wipe you out. It doesn't drain you emotionally. You're like, it's whatever, it's a job.
0: It provides resources and stuff.
1: Yeah. But it creates
0: a platform or
1: maybe has a schedule that allows you to go do the things that really Mm -hmm. matter to you, whether it's with your family, with your local faith community, whether, you know, coaching and volunteering, you know, with youth sports or whatever that might look like. And that that's purposeful. That's a purposeful life. And I think that's what we're all after is how do I activate my purpose? How do I go after it? And sometimes, you know, like we do this, we share this statistic when we go in and train some schools that a, a, a middle school, high school student will spend more time waiting. And we have good download speeds now too, with Wi-Fi everywhere. Right. But like, they'll spend more time waiting for apps to download on their phone than they will thinking about their career arc in their future. <laughs> and the same is true of adults. Wow. 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 And, and so it's like that, that, okay. Guess what happens when you come into one of our in our frameworks are great, they're really helpful, but they're not going to tell you that we aren't going to tell you what to do. That's why I think people like it. We're not telling you We're just creating an environment for you to spend some time to slow down, to take some time to intentionally reflect on your experiences, your skills, your values, and ultimately what you want. And so, do I think our tools help accelerate that? Absolutely. But if you're at home. Right now, you can simply say, I'm going to spend 45 minutes tonight going through thinking about things that I like and I'm good at. Yeah. (laughs) Then the next day, maybe what are three or four skills that you love to use that are life-giving to you? And then how do you now maybe align that with either an activity, whether that's volunteering somewhere, whether it's starting something Or finding a career path that starts to, you know, have an intersecting point with those things. But I think we just don't, you know, we are rushed, we are hurried, we are busy, we've got in there's so much information we're trying to process and this is stuff, you know, in our family, we're trying to prioritize and figure what does Sabbath mean? What does good rest look like versus junk rest, right? Where you're not actually restored. But I think these things that matter, like activating purpose, like stewarding this one life you have, your career, those things matter and they deserve some time to slow down. And so, And, you know, in our frameworks, obviously, you can catch us at yourwayfinders.org is our website. But I think you can even do some of those things I just mentioned to help you really slow down and think about who you are,
0: who you've been, where you're going, and what you're doing. Yeah. And listener, if you... Uh, do want a little bit of guidance on that and would like to sign up for a uh, life mapping you that process that we've just been talking about it's available online at my website danieleccles.com we've partnered with wayfinders and and brandon and uh, we can get you started and and set up to to start looking at those things but like brandon said you could do this reflection exercise on your own and just taking a little bit of time is better than nothing it doesn't have to be perfect you can just Think a little bit about what skills do I have and jot it down for 10 minutes in a journal. And that will get you going in a direction way more than simply not thinking about it at all. Yeah. But like I said, if you want any and, guidance and want, or anything, yeah, you can go on to danielichols.com and uh, we'll help you out there.
1: And I want you to know that you're not alone. We literally have hundreds of people. Yeah. I'm talking from recently retired CEOs down to 14-year-olds to everything in between men, women, people who, you know, have stayed at home for the last few years, and they're wanting to move into something part time people who have, you know, run large organizations, people who are ready for a fresh start, you're not alone in this. And there's a lot of opportunity right now, sitting in front of you, I think sometimes just articulating clearly what you desire and what you want, what skills you want to use and, and what impact you want to make is really all that's kind of waiting, you know, to be done. So yeah, spend some time, think about those things on your own. And obviously Daniel would be such a great guide for you as well as you think about maybe going through that life mapping
0: you process. Yeah. Well, how else can listeners connect with you, Brandon? Any ways that they can be involved with the Wayfinders or Switchback or, or just you personally?
1: Yeah. So if you're more interested in anything, Wayfinders, our website is yourwayfinders.org, as well as the Four Everyday Leaders podcast by Wayfinders. You can find on YouTube and streaming on all the audio podcast platforms as well. Our work at Switchback, our team, Matt and Kevin, they're incredible. They're amazing. The website is switchbacktosimple.com. You can learn more about that. If you're leading any size team or organization, and are thinking about how do I develop my team and how do I unleash their potential and show them that I care about them and want to invest in them. You can learn more about it there. And then for me, I'm, The usual places, you know, I'm somewhat a little active on Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn. I think on Instagram, it's Brandon00F, Brandon Faust, everywhere else. But yeah, I would love to connect with anybody who wants to talk about these things, cares about these kinds of things. If there's any ways that we can be helpful to you, we'd love
0: to. Yeah. I don't think that you and I have this figured out by any means, but we've only gotten the opportunities that we have gotten because other people told us that this is important for us to just think about these things. Think about where you're headed. Who do you want to become? I didn't stumble upon this on my own. I had the encouragement of other people that have really spoken into my life. So listener, you don't have to get there on your own. We just want you to take that next step towards having a greater impact and fulfilling a little bit more of, of who you are wanting to become someday and, and becoming them now and starting taking those actions and starting that formation experience so brandon thanks so much for for sharing a little bit i just uh, there's so many cool things that you're doing over there at wayfinders and switchback i love that i get to participate and come in every now and then and and play with you leadership development Uh, i love i love that sort of stuff that's super fun so i just appreciate it and and listener thank you for for listening we we hope that you are encouraged and that you will take these next steps so that you can get unstuck and, and start creating your future so join us next time have a good one